All right, you are tuned in to the newest episode of the Give Me the Points podcast. Uh, we are live on YouTube tonight, back at it. And uh, not the pretty face of Tyler sitting next to me. This is Dale from Punchlist MMA. We got a lot in store. We're going to go over what went well in week 13 of the NFL and what we've got looking forward to in week 14. All right, that's the intro for this week. A little Gimme More by Britney Spears. <laughs> hashtag Free Britney. Yes, hashtag Free Britney. Well, I she's free to now. watch that. She's free now, isn't she? I think so, yeah. Didn't I think her dad it? finally signed his slave papers away. There you go. I don't know, man. I haven't watched it yet, and I feel like I should. Um, and it got a lot of like a lot of hype. She's depressing. She yeah. depresses me to look at. I look at her, and I see <laughs> mental illness, and it, it is depressing. Yeah. Here's the other thing too: is it a body shame for a minute? She hasn't aged well at all. No, not she's not Jennifer Lopez, who's a vampire. But yeah, yeah, (laughs) she's a vampire. I was Jennifer Lopez is the only good-looking Latino woman like that has gotten like in her fifties. Like most Latino women, as they hit their fifties, they like get really overweight and, and start looking like they're. They're abuelas, and Jennifer Lopez is not that at all. I don't know Selma how she doing it. Selma Hayek is the other. <laughs> she's also the other one. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Selma. But see, Selma Hayek's married to a billionaire. So you know he's just pumping her full of adrenochrome to keep her yeah. keep her like she's 13. So, yeah, good for him. Yeah, he's like a French guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah he, he's, he's just a French mutt, man. He just look, <laughs> he look, he looks like. He looks like a hamburger from like a diner in the back hills of Tennessee, and he somehow landed Salma Hayek. Well, you know, I did that with billions of dollars of money. So, That's right. Yeah. Money, money talks. Good for him. If you're, we, I've said this to you before. If you're a billionaire, you should be married to someone that looks like Salma Hayek. You're, you're, you're messing it up for those of us that wish we were billionaires if you don't. Yeah, you're wasting your money. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Money well spent. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't even know what I was going to say. We were going to talk about football, week 13. Yeah, speak, yeah, speaking of football and people that haven't aged well, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, dude, he sucks. God, he sucks. Yeah, but the Steelers did win. They beat the Ravens, and I've never cheered so hard for the Steelers because I needed a Ravens loss because what nobody saw coming is happening. New hmm. England is the number one seed in the AFC right now. Yes, they are. Yes, they Mac are. Jones. I'm three. He threw three passes last night. That's pretty good. Two he for three. He didn't need to throw any more than that. Uh, I was having a four com- carries. Yeah, well, I was having a conversation the other. I think I've, you and I have talked about this before, and I've said it to other people. And it's it's a stat that I'm seriously. I mean, there's got to be some number cruncher out there that can do this. Bill Belichick's record when going up against quarterbacks with less than five years in the league, he has to be undefeated or yeah. single digit losses. He hit him and the entire Patriot staff are so adept at throwing defensive schemes and looks at inexperienced quarterbacks. It completely takes them off their game. And then really you just need an executing offense because the defense is carrying the show. He's just second to none in that regard. And I knew, you know, despite the, I don't want to call them limited weapons, but it's like, 
if you if you're comparing it like firearms, right? That that the the Bills are like a five five six round, and the Patriots right now are like nine millimeter. But you can still get the job done with nine millimeter, and he did exactly that. And uh, oh, I, knew, I knew it was coming. I thought they would cover. I did not expect them to win outright, and then for them to win outright, I was like, well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, the, the elements played into New England's favor. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. If there's one quarterback that can play in that weather, it is Josh Allen because that man throws the tightest spiral mm-hmm. and so freaking hard. There were three plays last night where he hit Dawson Knox center of the hands and he couldn't catch the ball because I think he was throwing it so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just the run game. I mean, Damian Harris obviously breaking the huge one and then him hurting his hamstring and then Ramondre Stevenson coming in and just first, second, and third down three yards at a time. Three yards at a time. I mean, that's all it was. And it was – it was a – I still think that New England would have won the game in normal elements. I do because the defense – like you said, the defensive scheme, even when they brought three guys, Belichick knows you want to keep Josh Allen in the pocket. So instead of bringing your defensive ends in like a V, he brings them out like a Y, which expands the pocket, which then keeps Josh Allen in the pocket, doesn't let him roll out make plays with his legs – it was it was great, but we'll see uh, in two weeks or three weeks because I'm going to buy this week. So in three weeks, they'll be in New England against Buffalo again. That's a huge – oh, man, boy, big game. Um, New England controls their destiny. Uh, they got the Colts. They've got the Bills. They've got the Dolphins. They've got the Jags. Go three and one there and hope the Chiefs drop one game in their remaining four or five and they've got the first round by in Mac Jones. God, Mac Jones. Uh, I'm so excited, man. And Matt Judon's amazing. 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 Mm-hmm. It's just, it's exciting. I didn't think it was going to be this quick of a turnaround. I was super upset when they drafted Mac Jones. I wanted Justin Fields, but I can't question Bill Belichick when it comes to drafting quarterbacks. Mm-mm. Jimmy Garoppolo would have been amazing in this system. Um, that's why I wanted to keep him, but here we are with Mac Jones. So yeah, New England won that game 14 to 10. That was one of our plays was the under. We were on that at 44 on Thursday. It dropped to 39 by kickoff, dropped five points due to Gale force wins and just ridiculousness. Um, the other plays we had was two and a half units on the Dolphins minus four. They won that game 22 to nine. Um, two and a half units on the Chargers plus three and a half. They stomped the Bengals into oblivion. Um, one unit on the over in the Tampa Atlanta game. There were 37 points at half. We had over 50 and a half. And then Tampa shuts them out in the second half and only scores 10 themselves. That was, I mean, that was our small play. That was the one unit play. We lost that. And then we hit on two and a half on the Colts minus 10. They won 30 to nothing. The Jonathan Taylor show continues. He's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And there was one more. Seahawks. Two units on the Seahawks. Plus three against San Fran. They won that game outright. Uh, I think was it 27-20. I think, yeah. They won by a touchdown because they got a stop on the goal line to end the game. But take nothing away from George Kittle. That was vintage George Kittle. I needed it, too. I needed yeah, it. I, I know we're not big on fantasy football. I tried to get him from you three weeks ago, and you just you just were like, yeah. Your exact words were, I don't have a lot of big play guys. Mm-hmm. And George Kittle's that one guy I need to keep around, and that clinched the playoffs for you. That uh, that 50-point week from George Kittle, what do you have, like 
12 catches for 180 and two touchdowns. He was amazing. It was like 37 points or something like that for me. Yeah, it's and, freaking and I, incredible. And I needed it. I mean, that's exactly. I needed it. Um, yeah. That's the reason why I didn't trade him. Is I, I thought to myself, I don't have I don't have a lot of guys that c- can potentially put up 20 plus points in a game, and my team is not very star heavy. So the one that I'd had, I was going to keep on to. But we're not here to talk about fantasy football. So. <laughs> no, but real quick, and just speaking of fantasy tight ends, um, it's relevant because it's Logan Thomas is such a good tight end when he's on the field. Mm-hmm. Battles back from the hamstring injury. Looks like Logan Thomas. And then the poor guy just knee crumbles. Apparently yeah. they're saying it's not a torn ACL, but I just don't see him coming back. He is, and he plays for the team, he is the modern-day Jordan Reed. Just a mm. super talented, super athletic tight end that can't stay healthy. Yeah. But, yeah, Logos Thomas is out, and I have to go back to Tyler Higby's bum ass. So that's fun. <laughs> ah, man. Higby's going to do do well for you this upcoming week, man. He'll be all right. Yeah. Well, yeah, if Stafford can get him the ball. Uh, anyway, that's that's our that's our fantasy talk for the week. Um, but big week, week 14, a lot of good games, um, a lot of interesting games. I don't know. We'll see. We got some uh, it's we got a couple division games like the AFC West's playing each other, and then um some bigger spreads, which yeah. I, I I don't I like the favorites, but we'll see. All right. So let's get into week 14. We got the Thursday night game. That's the first game of the week. We got the Steelers at the Vikings. Vikings minus three at home, over under 43 and a half. Um Steelers coming off the win against Baltimore. Vikings coming off the walk-off Jared Goff to Amon Ross St. Brown. Jared Goff ran off the field like he just won the damn Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> they got a win though. And good win. for them. They, they I mean they just the Vikings have I don't think a single game. I don't think they've played a single game outside of a touchdown score this year. They play it, they're playing everybody tough, or everybody's playing them tough. I, I haven't figured out which one yet. They're like they're they're the best bad team in the NFL. I would agree with that. Yeah, that seems I good. think I think what we can put them at because Kirk Cousins is playing great. Yeah. His touchdown interception ratio, I think he's got 25 touchdowns and three picks. He's doing his job. But they lost Adam Thielen this week. They're still going to be without Dalvin Cook. Um, but Jay Jetta, Justin Jefferson's amazing. And it's not like they have a bad backup in Alexander Madison. Um, but I think the Steelers offense is starting to figure some stuff out here. Um, it seems to be Ben's utilizing his weapons more than just giving Najee the ball 40 times a game. And the offensive line played half decent against Baltimore, which is surprising. Um I like the Steelers to cover, but I think I like the over more. I think I like over 40, 43 and a half the line here. Um, Steelers defense is going to be without Joe Hayden still, and their corners are garbage. And against a team like the Vikings, who Kirk Cousins is airing the ball out, I think they're going to get their points, and I do think the Steelers are going to eat up the front seven of Minnesota. And Minnesota's secondary is even worse than Pittsburgh's right now. So I would side with the over 43 and a half here for a two-unit play on the over 43 and a half. This has a 28-17, 28-20 kind of vibe to it. Um, I, I'm not big on the Steelers covering, just to provide a, a little bit of parity in the pick here. Uh, I think that I think you have a tale of two teams here. I think the Steelers are in a big letdown spot coming off a super dramatic win over a Absolutely. rival. Absolutely. And I think the Vikings are in a big bounce back spot. Um, 
in the sense that they got beat by the only winless team uh, at the time. And they did so in the last play of the game. And now they're going back home, tail tucked between their legs. They've got to come out. They've got to make a statement. They've got to shit pump Pittsburgh. Or, you know, even though, I mean, it's not it's not a stretch to say that the Vikings are basically playing for pride at this point. Um, I don't I don't see them doing anything postseason. Um, it, it, this this is this is exactly that. They literally just have to. They're playing for pride. They've got to play, you know, uh, to polish on execution and, and look forward as a franchise. And in doing so, you you got you got to beat the hell out of the Steelers here. You've got a Ben a big Ben that can barely move. Um, they're consistently running the same formulaic approach that Pittsburgh's been known for. Uh, run the ball up the middle or a bubble screen out to the side, or you got one streaker down the sideline. That's really kind of it. Every once in a while, Tomlin will allow Johnson to run across the middle, but really it's kind of, it's kind of that. It's bubble screens, deep balls, and pounded up the middle. It's been that way in Pittsburgh since you and I were knee-high to grasshoppers, and it hasn't changed, and it's not going to. The Vikings can win this game outright. I like the over-under up 43. Like you said, this has a 28-17, 28-20 kind of vibe to it. I feel like the Vikings are going to end up on the better half of that, but um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised, man. I, in your opinion, who's who has more to play for, Pittsburgh or, or Minnesota? Well, I think both teams are on the playoff cusp right now, but right. both teams need a lot to fall in their favor. I mean, both teams are looking at basically a win-out scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be tougher for the Steelers to get in because um, you're looking at the division leaders in the AFC right now, Baltimore at eight and four, Tennessee at eight and four, Kansas City at eight and four, and New England at nine and four. Right. Um, and then the wild card, you're looking at the Bills, the Chargers, the Bengals. Those are the teams fighting for your wild card right now. Uh, the Dolphins, I think they're six straight now. Six straight wins. They were one and five, and I think they're now seven and five, if I'm not mistaken. That's wild. Um, yeah, they, well, their defense figured it out. Their defense has been so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Steelers would be. Is it? It's tough. I don't know. They, they both have a chance of getting in. I will say that. But I agree. Um, the, this does. This is a letdown spot for the Steelers. There was a lot of drama. There was um, speculation of Big Ben crying on the sideline after they won the game. The report came out that he's done um, with the Steelers at the end of this year. There wasn't that he was going to retire. It's that he's done playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers at the end of, the, end of this year. The Yinzer Nation thinks that that means Big Ben's going to retire. I think that Big Ben's going to pull Phil Rivers. He's going to go somewhere that's going to pay him $20, $25 million for one year. He's going to go get one, one more big paycheck, stink it up, and then walk off with a bunch of money. But – I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I like I like the over. I think both defenses have exploitable spots, and it's in a dome. It's in right. Minnesota. It's not old Minnesota. We're not playing in the snow. Yeah, it's going to be sixty nine and a half degrees in a dome. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, great forecast for uh, for an over to hit in a low total as well. A low total. Um, so two units on the over forty three and a half. Next game. Uh, division game Raiders at Chiefs. Chiefs coming in at minus eight and a half over under at 47 and a half. Chiefs defense looks like they've figured it out. Um, defense is playing well, and the offense has yet to have that big explosion game while the defense is playing well. And the Raiders defense gives the, the Patrick Mahomes led offense the chance to do that. 
Um, I don't want to make a play on this game, but personally, I'm just going to, I would side with the Chiefs to cover the eight and a half here. I think the Chiefs could win this game by double digits and possibly like a 17 point victory, 35, 35, 17, something like that. It's definitely possible. Uh, historically speaking, at least in the Patrick Mahomes era, the Chiefs are not good at covering, um, which makes me nervous. Eight and a half is a weird thing. I'd be looking to tease them back down through a touchdown if I was going to, if I was going to stack them up with anybody. I don't necessarily know. Um, the the inaccuracy the what's crazy is like I, I'm with you on this game this is this is pretty much a an avoidable spot for me here um, but what what's crazy to me is Patrick Mahomes for the first few years in his league or f- first few years he was in the league he looked way ahead of his years you know he was mm-hmm. he was just vision execution leadership when you talk about things that catching up to people I feel like that is sort of caught up a little bit like he's not at least this season has not been making terribly good decisions with the ball and has been taking more shots than necessary. He's been throwing into tighter coverages. He's been really just kind of, I don't know if he's trying to force the magic, you know what I mean? He's trying to just squeeze all the juice out of it that he possibly can. He just made more, for lack of a way to put it, more low IQ plays than I think I've seen him make um, in the last few years. Uh, but the defense is playing playing better, like you said. I would like to see them put it together here. I think they can absolutely beat the Chiefs by double digit or beat the Raiders by double digits. Excuse me. Uh, I just almost like the Falcons, man. I feel like every time I need them to cover, they just don't do it for me. Um, but we'll we'll see. I, I, I'll ride with you. I'll I'll, uh, I'll defer to your better judgment here. All right. See, so you bring up the teaser. <clears throat> And there's another big line that I like, <clears throat> and I want to tease the Chiefs with that other big line. Okay. I'm going to skip ahead here to the Sunday night game. Um, and we're this is going to be a five-and-a-half-point teaser. So that's minus 120 odds on a two-team five-and-a-half-point teaser. That brings the Chiefs down to minus three. Right. With the Sunday night game, which is the Bears at the Packers. Packers minus 12-and-a-half, over-under at 44. Aaron Rodgers coming off a bye in Lambeau against a team that he has a minority share in, the Bears. Rodgers owns them. I like teasing the Packers down five and a half to a minus seven. So it's the Packers minus seven, Chiefs minus three in a teaser. Minus 120 odds. I like two and a half units on that. That's good. I like that a lot. Um, I didn't think of the teaser aspect with the Chiefs, but I do do like that. I think that's good. Yeah, it's a good one because I I agree with you. I think – I mean, historically speaking, Aaron Rodgers against, you know, Chicago, he, he's mm-hmm. just – I don't want to call it money in the bank, and you don't want to use the L word, but it's a very mm-hmm. nice proposition that you're, that you're proposing here. And, like, if you if you do the five-and-a-half and you take the, the Chiefs down to a field goal in a game, I think they're going to win outright regardless. Yeah, sure. Even if yeah. even if Vegas can put up the, the fight of a lifetime and we go to – you know, overtime. Uh, overtime, we're we're in great yeah. shape still. So yeah. I love it. That's a great teaser. Yeah, and the, the Packers coming off the bye and fully healthy. Aaron yeah. Jones fully healthy. Getting AJ Dillon fully healthy. Yes. Devonta Adams healthy. Yes. Uh, Randall Cobb, M- M- Valdez Scantling, Alan Lazard, everybody healthy. Yes. That's huge. Yeah. Had a had a full week rest. Um, and the Bears. I mean, if they run Andy Dalton out there, I don't see the Bears scoring fourteen points. Um, it's just, it's just so, oh God, David Montgomery's amazing. The fact that David Montgomery can do what David Montgomery does with the quarterback play that he's been given is just fantastic. But 
Packers run D pretty good. Pass rush, really good. Um, so yeah, Packers minus seven, Chiefs minus three, five and a half point teaser. That's two and a half units on that five and a half point teaser at minus 120 odds. Back to the one o'clock games. Um, this is the one that you're not going to want to watch. Nobody wants to watch this game. Even if Alvin Kamara plays, you have the Saints at the Jets. The Jets plus five and a half over under 43 and a half. The only reason to watch this game is to see if Zach Wilson can build on the performance he's put forth the last two weeks. He's looked pretty good the last two weeks. Him and Elijah Moore and Jameson Crowder seem to have built a little chemistry. Um, but I could care less about this game. I would side with the Jets as the home dog to cover the five and a half. I think the Saints suck. I think Trevor uh, Simeon sucks. Um, Taysom Hill sucks. Let's say is Hill out? Did they figure no, out? No, he's going to finger. I, I don't. Okay. I, I don't, dude. I, the finger, the four interceptions. I don't know. Sean Payton loves that guy for some weird reason. So if, if this is me, um, I know you normally do your your player props on the weekend prior to. If I'm looking at this game, I, I'm I'm only looking at it for player props. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see what Kamara's yardage is at for both receiving and rushing if he's a go, and then I'm looking for the interception props uh, for both of the, whether it's Simeon uh, or Hill, and then uh, what's his name, Zach Wilson as well. I'm, I'm taking, chances are it's going to be, I think Wilson probably be at one, and then depending on for who touchdowns? the touchdowns? No, for interceptions. Oh, inter- oh, interceptions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think your player props are going to be, uh, for interceptions are probably going to be somewhere at, it's got to be. It'll be it'll be 0.5 for both of them. Just the odds will be. You know, you, know, you think with yeah. Hill coming off a four interception, and I don't Zach, even know if they'll put up interceptions for Taysom Hill. Honestly, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It, it, and then with with Zach Wilson, I mean, he's an interception machine as well. I mean, granted, he didn't throw any last week, which was which was awesome. Um, but he's notoriously gifted at giving the ball to the other team and the secondary mm-hmm. for the saints is they're, they're not awful so no no they're pretty good the, yeah, run, def- the run defense is fantastic it's, it's fantastic right and they're and oh, they're, they're their secondary is you know more than capable um i'm playing interceptions on both sides man screw it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's good i mean in a game where you have to like search the prop board to find value and find something you feel confident in uh these two you know, or three or three, right. right. Give, giving the ball to the other, you know, give it to the ball to the opposition is almost a guarantee. So find, find the one that you like and, and hammer it. Cause there's going to be some interceptions in this game. The smart way for the saints to avoid that is just let Alvin Kamara have the ball 80 times. They won't do that though. Right. He's not, he's not not built for that. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because he's such a fantastic player to watch. Mm -hmm. All right. The normal this is normally a lock for a Thursday night game every single year. You got the Jaguars at the Titans, Titans minus eight and a, eight and a half over under 43 and a half. This is the color um, rush game right here, baby. This yeah, every, is color dude, every year. This is every a color year. rush game, yeah. Every year. Oh God. It normally is. It's like a it's like a week six Thursday night color rush game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if Derrick Henry is playing, I'd say the Titans by a million because he just dominates sure. the Jaguars. Um Jaguars defense is so bad. The Titans defense has not been good. Uh, I honestly, I don't. I, I'd probably side with the over. I really, I'd I go the other way because I, I don't freaking know. Jacksonville can't score on it, but they can't score. They can't. Yeah, I, I know I, James I, Robinson's good though. James Robinson is good, but he and, did fumble, and then and then Carlos Hyde fumbled, and then they were running Lavisca Chenault 
the wide right. receiver at running back for right. the end of it. it was weird. And Trevor Lawrence cannot, for some reason, cannot throw the ball into the end zone. He, if he if he's going to throw a touchdown pass, he's going to throw it, you know, twenty yards, and and somebody's, somebody's getting yards, and somebody's yeah. making a move, and you're getting yards after catch. That's really it. Uh, me personally, I'm leaning. I would lean under here, um, just because I think the t- this is this is this is a game legitimately that Tennessee could win twenty eight seven, twenty eight nine. Like mm-hmm. it's just not or seventeen fifteen. Or seven. <laughs> yeah, good. hundred percent. You're absolutely right. I just, I don't, I don't trust. I cannot trust Jacksonville to score enough points. I know 43 isn't even terribly high. I just don't trust them enough to score. I don't yeah, trust them enough to game. score. That's a, poopy, that's a poopy game. Yeah. That's two poopy one o'clock games. Is there just, I'm going to, I'm going to earmark this. Cause I think, I think Tennessee is going to win this game outright. And I think they'll do so handedly. Um, but that eight and a half again is another juicy spot for for potential teaser. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep that on the back burner as we move through. Okay. This. Yeah. All right. Next game, division game, big game, super mm. big game. Mm-hmm. Ravens at Browns. Browns actually coming in. I believe they're a two and a half point favorite. Over under 41 and a half. Browns fully healthy. Um Nick Chubb healthy. Kareem Hunt finally back. Uh so I mean, let me double check. I'm gonna make sure that is. Yes, the Browns are the favorite here. And Baltimore is so banged up. Uh, I don't understand how their record is what it is. Um, they just they keep finding ways of getting it done. But here, I like the Browns to cover the two and a half. I think that the the Ravens aren't going to be able to bounce back from the loss of the Steelers. I think they're going to take two division losses in a row here. Um, I think the Browns are going to be just fine coming off a bye at home. The two and a half points. I like a one unit play on the Browns to cover the two and a half at home against the Ravens. I'm okay with that. I, I, I get on board with that. I, I think that eventually the injuries are going to catch up with Baltimore. They have to. It's just they, they, like you said, they're just so decimated. At a certain point, you're, you're going to stop making sugar from shit. They're gonna. It's it's going to catch up. I think back to back divisional losses. You know, oof, normally would make you cringe when you think about what Lamar is capable of. But coming off a of bye, Baker hopefully you know. Uh, getting a little bit of rest on the on the off shoulder there, and then mm-hmm. like you said, getting Chubb back. If and we get yeah. if we get Cleveland at full strength, sure. Two, yeah. I mean, and it's it's at home, correct? Correct. It is in yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, that's why not? Why not? Yeah. How do you feel about that over at forty one and a uh, forty one and a half there? I think it's gonna be low scoring. Okay, I really do. I, cool. I really do because you never know what's gonna happen in Cleveland. Yeah. We might see wins like Buffalo. That's true. Yeah, you're I right mean that lake, the right lake effect, the right absolutely the lake, yeah. insane. You never know what's. It could change. Saturday, it could say forty and sunny, and then come kickoff on Sunday, you've got thirty mile an hour winds, and it's just dumping snow. You really never know with Lake Erie. Yeah, I do believe that. Um, I think it was. I think it was Steve Fezzik said one time that you, you, you never want to bet the over under on a Cleveland game until about five minutes before kickoff because the way yeah. the wind the wind changes there is is minute by minute. Mm-hmm. So. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. All right, one unit on the Browns to cover the two and a half. Do it. All right, Falcons at Panthers. Panthers minus three over under forty. Another forty three and a half total. This is just one, There's two, a lot three. Of it's four out of the six games we've talked about so far. It's sitting at forty three and a half. I know you said it. I'm doing it. I'm going to buy the half point. I think the Falcons win this game outright. Mm. I'm going to say the Falcons win this game 20 to 17. 
Um, but if the Panthers are running Cam Newton out on the field, I'm betting against them. Mm. He sucks. He <laughs> sucks. He sucks. He sucks. Yeah. Uh, and I like Atlanta here. I like Atlanta plus the three and a half. Yeah, they got shit pumped by the Bucks, but the ageless wonder Tom Brady is just. There's no yeah. They're... What are you gonna do? Right. What are you gonna do? You, you can't even count that against them at this point. So no, you can't. And I yeah. So maybe maybe Calvin Ridley shows up. Probably not. But maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I like I like uh, the, the rejuvenated career of Cordero Patterson. That's what I'm saying. I, he's I, I'll so take. Good. I, he's playing. He's playing fantastic. I will say this: when we talk about what Big Ben's next moves are, I think Atlanta might be might be it because I believe that Matty Ice, the only thing oh, that, he's done, that he's done this year. He's yeah. he's he's done. Um, yeah. it, it, which which is a shame because he's had a fantastic career, but there will be an un there will be no ceremony. Uh, for for when they they send him off it will be very um it'll be solemn at the end of this year because this 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 year's done for atlanta and you know he's he just he doesn't have the juice anymore man so they'll, they'll be yeah. left there will, there will be a void left uh in atlanta and maybe maybe big ben goes where it's uh a little bit a little bit warmer and he puts on the uh big ben doing a dirty bird you never know man but as far as as far as this game goes, uh, you are very uniquely aware. The Falcons are on my all time no bet list. I've lost more money on the Falcons, either betting them to cover or do I just I cannot bet on anything regarding the Atlanta Falcons. All they do is cost me money. So I I will solely leave this play up to you. I, I cannot touch it. Yeah, I like uh, like I said, I like getting the half point and taking <laughs> minus one twenty odds. Atlanta plus three and a half. Um, let me. You know what? Let me see here. Is there another underdog that I like to win outright? No, not really. No, no, not really. I was going to say do a little dog parlay, but no, there's not another underdog that I really like to win outright. But I do like Atlanta to win this game outright, so I'm going to take them plus three and a half, minus 120 odds, a two unit play on Atlanta plus three and a half against the Carolina Panthers. Next game, Weedem Boys on the road at Taylor Heineke. Over under 47 and a half. So we, like I said earlier, um, Minnesota is the best bad football team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Taylor Heineke is the best bad quarterback in the NFL. And I stand by it. Dude. He's so fun to watch. He is. He is. It's not about the size of the dog in the fight. It's about the size of the fight and the dog. I agree. I agree. I freaking, dude, I love Taylor Heineke. But. I don't like Taylor Haneke this week against Dallas. Really? I think Dallas handles him. I like Dallas minus the four here on the road in Washington. Um, I, dude, at some point they got to just put Zeke, let him rest, let him sit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let t- let Tony Pollard eat. Let Zeke get healthy. Here's the thing with that though, right? Is Zeke doesn't want to rest because Tony Pollard's Tony Pollard's playing fantastic. And what we have here, you you and I have watched. Uh, anybody really that's a football fan, you've watched any given Sunday, right? And what you have here is you've got Tony Pollard and, and, and who's Willie Beeman, and you've got Zeke, who's LL Cool J. And it seems like everybody's slowly starting to start, you know, sipping the Tony Pollard Kool Aid. And Zeke can't have that because Zeke still feels like he can eat and he still feels like he can compete out there. But when, there is a marked difference whenever Pollard's you know, back there with Dak and they're giving him the ball as opposed to when they're giving Zeke the ball. And you're, if you're Ezekiel Elliott, you're in this weird spot right now where 
you have to find balance between keeping yourself healthy so that you can be productive when you're given the opportunity versus if you let this kid continue to shine, they're going to start getting infatuated with the shiny new thing. And you're going to be possibly thinking about alternative options. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I but mean, he, he, I don't know. Seek already got paid though. He, he, and, and that's just it though, is he did get paid. So it will take the sting away from it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's not it's not in the forefront. If you're a competitor, which I believe Zeke is, um, you know, at a certain point, that's st- that stuff's going to start gnawing at you. you I know. know it's just but, it's the modern day NFL though. It's a one two punch at running back. Hmm. That's how you. That's how that's how you run the ball now. You, you there's no. I mean, I can't think of a legit bell cow that really carries his team. Um, I mean. Uh, that that's that's a good like that's a that's a top tier team. Okay, I was gonna say because you live Nagy. in Pittsburgh. I say you live right, in Pittsburgh. Right, right, right. And yeah, but, but look, at, but look at them. What, what about that? What about that offense? It's impressive. You're 100. You're 100 right. Um, Dalvin Cook, but Minnesota's not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at you look at the top teams. You look. New England's got Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs don't really run the ball with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, you have the Bills, who their number one running backs, Josh Allen. You have okay, so the Bengals, Joe Mixon. Yeah, that's that's your bell cow. Pretty much, yeah. The so, Chiefs, or not the Chiefs, the Chargers, but they don't really run Austin Eckler too much. He's more of a receiving back. Kamara, but the Saints aren't very good. Um, yeah. I listen. Your your yeah, assessment of a one-two punch is accurate. I just, yeah, I just my, my entire my, my whole point ten thousand words where ten will do is that. You know, I agree that they need to let Zeke rest a little bit and that Zeke should rest a bit and let Tony Pollard have his moment. But Tony Pollard's been stealing the show for a couple weeks now, and Mm -hmm. everybody's taking note of that. So he's so good. So Washington, the worst secondary in the NFL. Amari Cooper, another week healthy. CeeDee Lamb, another week healthy. Michael Gallup's healthy. Mm -hmm. Dalton Schultz healthy. I I think the Cowboys are going to drop a – the Cowboys get into the high 30s on them. Oof. I really do. I just all right. Cowboys minus four. All right. Two units on the boys minus four. What yes. about this? What about we tease? Uh, no. What about what about we tease? All right. Tease what? I was just Cowboys tease. and Falcons? All right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. It's your show. Right. I'm, I'm just yes. I'm, I'm just happy to be here. It's your show. <laughs> Two units on the Cowboys minus four. <laughs> All right. Next game. Seahawks at Texans. Texans seven and a half point home dog over under 41 and a half. I right, dude. I don't know if the Texans score, even though it's Seattle's defense. Russ looked okay against Sam Fran, but they had a huge fake or fake punt that went for a touchdown with Travis Homer. Um I, I don't want to touch this game. The Seahawks should win this game by 20, but I don't want to touch it. If Tyrod plays, if Davis Mill plays, I don't care who plays. I don't trust Seattle. I really don't. I know I trust them against Sam Fran because Sam Fran was the hot team and Seattle was the team that nobody wanted to bet against. I just thought that it was too many points for Seattle against Sam Fran. But here, I just – I don't, dude. I can't. DK Metcalf's invisible. I don't even yeah. know. He is invisible. It, it's it's like he's not even out there this year. Yeah, Tyler Lockett's out there. Tyler, Tyler Lockett's, Lockett's out there. 
He's a baller. Tyler Lockett is out there. Well, I mean, here's the thing: is just it. I'm. There's obviously some sort of chemistry there that exists one throughout, you know, in the other. And I, I think honestly, it's basically everything I'm saying is conjecture. None of it's rooted in any fact whatsoever. I think personality-wise, uh, Lockett and Russ are more aligned than Russ and a DK Metcalf type. Yes. And I think that whether it be consciously or subconsciously, that that makes um, that makes the decision on who to throw the ball to easier for Russ. So DK Metcalf, over the last four weeks, he's got 13 catches for 120 yards. And no touchdowns. Yeah. So he's averaging what's that three catches for 40 yards and no touchdown over the last four weeks. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. And he's, he's a freak uh, talent wise. It's just, it's weird. Like, but yes, it is like the chemistry between Russ and Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett's not the fastest man in the world, Mm-mm. but his ability to get under those moon balls that, that, um, that Russ throws up. Because they're because they're Russ still throws the best deep ball in the game, dude. It it, it scrapes the ceiling. There's it's a Derek there's, Fisher three pointer. There's no. I I I'm telling you. I I who okay. Maybe you're gonna answer this too fast. It's gonna make me feel stupid. Who throws a better deep ball, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? Ah, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, but he's got. It's it's normally to Devonta Adams. Or Valdez Scantling, who's just naked. Um, Rodgers is – I mean, they're both super effortless. Yeah. But I, I have to side with Aaron Rodgers. Is it, not, do, you, do you believe it's down to those two? Are those your top two deep ball in the league quarterbacks? Contested, yeah. I mean, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, when they when plays break down and Tyreek just gets open, you know, that's, sure. that's different. But a contested, like one-on-one, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree. As far I, as ac- downfield accuracy between Aaron Rodgers and Russ. Yeah, I just I've over the years I've just seen so many times where Rush just throws that thing at the at the jumbotron and it falls mm-hmm. down and it's literally right here. Mm-hmm. Where, where, when you have two grown men running at full speed all out, he drops it right here. Like it's mm-hmm. not here, it's not here, it's right here. And for those of you that are Listening and not watching, I'm just holding it like a little baby bird right in front of my hand, right in front of my face. It's insane. I just, yeah. it's unbelievable. Now Rogers, on the other hand, will put a ball someplace where you don't think a ball can even fit, and then mm-hmm. it's somehow right there, which is crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Devontae anyway. Adams really helps that. Yeah, he does. God, he's so good. All right. Uh, so a lean on that game, I guess. I, you know, I'm going to lean the under 41 and a half and say Seattle wins that game 17 to three. I like that. I like that, especially if right. Ty, especially if Ty God's out there. Next game: Lions at Broncos. Broncos minus eight over under 42. Riding high. Mm. Give me Dan Campbell, mm. Jared Goff, oh, yeah. and the kneecap biting Lions oh, plus yeah. the eight points here on the road at Denver. I like the Lions to cover the eight here. I really, I really do. Statistically speaking, they are not eliminated from winning the Super Bowl, so I'll take the Lions. Yeah, they, yeah, they could, they could get in. I'm just saying. I think they could. Could they win out and get in with the tie? They could win it. They could, they could win out and get in with like statistically. I saw something where they were like, it was like this super simulator where there Maybe is six, ten, and one. They can get in. Right. There would be a. There is a scenario where they can get in. 
So, but yes, I, I, are you, so you taking the lines outright? No, 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 no. Oh uh, God, no, no, they're not going to win two in a row. No, you don't think lions. No, 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 Lions plus the eight here on the road. Oh man. They're the best one win team in recent memory. You don't think? I don't know. Yeah, sure. They're good. They're good, man. They're good. I don't know. The Chiefs. The, who is was... Sw- Wait, is Swift still out? Yeah. Dallas was pretty good when they were 1 or no, they were 0 1. Tampa was pretty good when they were 1 0 this year. Yeah, that's true. That's they were true. pretty good 1 win team. <laughs> pretty good 1 win team. Yeah, you're right. They had, who, they had the one guy, what's his name? T- Tim Brady? Yeah, Tim Brady. Yeah, Tim Brady. Pretty good. Tim Brady. <laughs> All right, so Lions plus the eight on the road here against Denver. I just don't believe in Teddy Bridgewater, even though he is playing well. And if Drew Locke has to come in, I really don't believe in Drew Locke. Um, young Jeezy himself, not a big fan of. But, yeah, yeah, why not? Lions riding there high. Go. Lions to keep cover, it, baby. Let's get it. Keep it close. Lions, like, one unit, Lions plus eight. Like like my man Trent says, the Lions are a team that will fight for your money. Hell, yeah, man, that's what you need. You need somebody that's willing to fight for you. He says take the money line. I don't know about right, that. I don't What's know about that. What, you know, <laughs> yeah, we'll let the we'll let the, the, the D Gen out. What's the money line? What do you got? Ah, plus three hundred. Plus three hundred. Oh, that's come on. Come All right, on. so Throw alternate line, on Lions it. minus nine and a half. <laughs> no, I'm no, Lions I'm plus eight, two units. Lions alternate Lions. line minus nine. I'm in. Let's go. Okay. All right. Next game: Giants at Chargers. Chargers minus ten. Over under 44 and a half. Give me the Chargers by a million. Um, I I love the Chargers. I really do. I really like this team a lot. Um, and I think they looked really, really good against the Bengals coming off when they looked really, really bad against Denver. But they're at home. We know the Chargers don't really have home games here. They'll shake in his head no. Um, but if it's Mike Glennon, I'm not betting I'm not betting the Giants. I'm not taking Mike Glennon. And um We'll see how healthy Joey Bosa is. He exited the game. I'm not sure what his injury was. I didn't see it, but I know he walked off under his own under his own will. Um, but I like the Chargers minus nine here. I like buying the half point, getting them at nine and a half and a minus one twenty odds. And I don't think that you agree here. If if Danny Dimes gets the green light, I'm on I'm on the Giants to cover. Um, I I think the Chargers are in a big letdown spot here. They're going back across the country. They're giving up three hours worth of time. It's a quick turnaround. I'm, I'm all about it, man. Give me. Oh no. What? What? I don't know if I can bet the Chargers. Why is that? Jake Fromm starting for the Giants. Give me the Chargers. Jake Fromm in an NFL game? No way. Wait. So Jake Fromm? They've already confirmed that Fromm. Yeah, getting, that's, that's what I'm looking at here. Daniel Jones likely out. The Jake from era to begin. Chargers minus nine and a half. Yeah, minus one twenty. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Even even though I think the Chargers are in a letdown spot after a, a great performance and traveling yeah. back across. I'm the country, not taking Jake from in his first career. Start. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm glad you brought. I didn't. That up. I didn't even know he left Buffalo. <laughs> I didn't know he was in the league still. He must have left Buffalo after they went and got the best backup quarterback in the NFL, Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, that's true. true. Mitch the bitch. Swing a hammer. Chargers minus nine and a half. 
that's a minus one twenty line. Uh, I'm gonna uh, this get Jake it now. Crom, it's gonna change. This get Jake it now. Is. Yeah, give me minus minus nine and a half, uh, two and a half units on the Chargers. We're going back to the well here. We went two and a half units on the Chargers last week. We're going back to the back to the well. Two and a half units on the Chargers at home against Jake Fromm. Normally nine and a half is like near no touch zone for me, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you on this. I, I, I'm cool. Eckler's putting up three touchdowns. Yeah, that's a good chance. Keenan, oh, but so Keenan Allen's on the COVID list, so right. he's out. Which is why I'm saying so, Eckler's going to get the ball more, right? So, or Mike Williams. Mike Williams, yeah, for sure. He hasn't had a big, a big, big game um, in a couple weeks. He's due. Is it? Allen didn't take anybody with him. I thought, gosh, maybe I dreamed that. What's that? I felt like I had a dream that where I read something like Allen and like four other people were out. Like he he took Pete, like he you know going down with the canoe took like took like three or four other people out with him. He didn't take Mike Williams. I know that. Let's Look, see here. Maybe I'm maybe I'm th- I must have dreamed it, man. Oh, so they were, they did announce today at seven thirty that Keenan Allen is vaccinated. So that means he can what? play this. He can play this weekend. Oh, um, if he turns two negative tests in a twenty-four hour period, he can play. Better so, get on that ivermectin, baby. Yeah, better get on that ivermectin. Or what's um the the chick that Aaron Rodgers is engaged to that Shailene Woodley or whatever? Oh yeah, rub some crystals on it. No, 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 no. She oh. eats clay. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people to do that. That's her. That's her fix all. A lot clay. of cl- a lot of clay eaters out there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she's a not, a not a clam eater, but a clay eater. Hey, man, I'm telling you, right, she, she put that she put that voodoo patchouli on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> she got Aaron Rodgers throwing her hair out. Crystals in the bedroom. Who, who was the other one that ate? Who was the one that ate? Chris was it Olivia Munn? Dude, all them Hollywood chicks be just no. The, the Aaron Rodgers was with somebody else that like that believed Dan- in like eating crystals. Danica, Pat- Danica Patrick. That's what Danica Patrick. Which you can't tell you. You can't tell me that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a type too. Every chick, every chick he's with is like tall, stringy. Uh, well, not tall, but like stringy, dark hair, dark eats eyes. Eats goofy shit. He just eats goofy shit for sure. You know, like you know, he's just sitting there spitting at a mommy in her mouth and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know full well, bro. They're out there doing doing some yoga, spitting at a mommy at each other. Mm. Speaking of quarterbacks who have types, we're going to go to the next game. We got the 49ers at the Bengals. Bengals minus one over under at 48 and a half. Jimmy Garoppolo, big, he's a big porn star guy. Um, Again, he's been if seen you're an NFL quarterback. With multiple porn stars. If you're so an that's, NFL that's quarterback. That's Jimmy G's type. Yeah, for sure. What do you got What do you got going on? You got a cobweb? I, I got a piece of fuzz or something that's going and like that's floating around. All right. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, no, so, so, yeah so, so Jimmy G, again, going back to like Salma Hayek's husband. If you're if you are an NFL quarterback in Southern California and you're not hanging out with those type of people, you're ruining the dream for every kid growing up who thought that that's what it would be like. Yeah, you're wrong. Is what you are. You're wrong. Like like if you're not doing that, yeah. you're wrong. Yeah, like the, to me, if you're Trevor Lawrence, right, and you come out of Clemson and you immediately get married and sign that gigantic contract. You just ruin the dream for every every kid growing up. Like, why would you do that? You're in Jacksonville. What what are you doing? Like, and you and you got sixty million dollars in your pocket, and you're a starting quarterback. Don't mess that up for everybody. 
it should be like he got game. That's how I imagine being a professional athlete is he got game. Did speaking Rick, of Rick Fox just yes. puts you under his wing and says, Come on, let's go. Come on. It's real quick, not to get too not to get your show too derailed. Did you see the thing came out a couple weeks ago? I don't know if you guys talked about it on here or not, where DK uh DK Metcalf tried to have that chick come over and he didn't have her sign an NDA. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she outed him because he had three other chicks at his house and he was trying to have a foursome or mm-hmm. five some, whatever it was. DK, again, that's what I expect out of my professional athletes. That's what I expect. That's what I think that your life is, is that. Not every, I mean, I would take the Philip Rivers approach personally, but that's what I expect guys like DK to be doing. That's what I expect he, guys like Jimmy G to be doing. He made them all suck on Benke pacifiers too. Did he really? I don't know. Oh, I was going to say. I, really- I've noticed, I was watching some college games this weekend that has become popular. The uh, the binky mouth, yeah. the mouthpiece. That's really I mean, I, when he wore it, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it yeah. was great. But now other people are doing it, so it's not as cool. No, it's not nearly when as When he cool. did it, it was like, okay, this dude's huge. He's a freak of nature, and he's got a binky mouthpiece. Well, who was it? Was it, was it? was it um was it a rod or jeter that used to like give chicks like a going away bag who who was that do you oh, remember do you remember I, I, don't know. I think it was no it was one of the two of them they probably were Derek the, jeter they were notorious that after like after you know you come and get go to pound town they had like a, a like a, a personalized gift bag that you would get yeah like visit like, the gift shop yeah like a swag bag that you would get <laughs> i would imagine <laughs> i would imagine dk gives out pacifiers he gets pacifiers. Autograph pacifiers. That's exactly what you get. You get a, you get a, a, a Gucci bag, and inside the Gucci bag is a pacifier. Sounds anyway, like a good deal. What game are we talking about? <laughs> 49ers at Bengals. Bengals minus one over under 48 and a half. I like the over here. Uh, yeah. In the last seven Bengals games, somebody has hit 35 points, whether it be the Bengals or the Bengals defense letting up a lot of points. They just got smoke checked by the Chargers. Um, the week prior, they dropped 41 on the Steelers. Prior to that, they dropped 35 on the Raiders, and the Browns put 41 up on them. The Jets put 34 on them. They put 41 on the Ravens. And then you go back to the 49ers. Their defense is not the 49ers' defense we expected, um, and the offense has been clicking. Um, so I don't understand. I don't see why both teams don't get into the mid-20s here. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a 31-27 game. Um Mixon's running the ball well. Joe Burrow's throwing the ball well. Jamar Chase needs to catch the ball again. He needs to go back to catching the ball and not dropping mm-hmm. the ball. Um, What's up with Burrow's finger? Do we know? Do we I think he's going to be okay. Him? Okay. I think he's going to be okay. Um, kid's tough as nails, man. He was pulling on that finger just to keep the pressure off it. Did you uh, see it? It looked like whenever oh, you dude, like – Oh, it was gross. Like when you – It was gross. Like when all the air is out of a balloon and you only have the, like the little tiny bit and you kind of like – manipulate it within the balloon itself. That's what his finger looked like. It was yeah. Rob says that Burrow plans to play through the finger injury he suffered in week 13. Uh dislocated pinky finger. Dislocated. Gotcha. Pop her back in. Pop her back Just in. Pop man. her back in a place. Pop her back in, man. Don't be a sissy. Tough it out. Tough it out. So we're taking the over 48 and a half here? Yeah, 48 and a half over for I'll say one unit on the over 48 and a half here. Um probably the game of the week. Yeah. Um this that this and then the Monday night game, two big games. Bills at Bucks, Bucks minus three, over under 52 and a half. Um I don't really want to pick anything here because I could see the Bills winning. I could see the Bucks dominating. I could see 
the under I could see the I could see all aspects of this game. I don't think that there's an advantageous side here. I really don't. Um, so I'm probably just going to sit back, watch, enjoy, and learn a lot about Buffalo. Not necessarily Tampa. We know what Tampa is, but I think I'm going to learn a lot about Buffalo from this game. Um, Do you think this game is must win for Buffalo? Yeah. I mean, I think they're yeah. in a I think they're in a must win spot here. I mean, it's absolutely yeah. Because if they drop they drop this and they go to seven and five. No. What are they now? They were seven. Oh God, I don't remember. Dropping seven and six. If they drop this, I thought they. I. What week are we? We're in thirteen. This is week four. Week fourteen. They've already had their bottom. So this. Yes. So this will be their thirteenth game. Right. So if they drop this, they'll be seven and six. I thought. Oh boy, that's bad. Yeah, this is definitely must win. They will be seven and six. Yeah, so this is a must-win yeah. game for them. Wow. Oh. Right. And it yeah, comes, it comes at six. a very bad time. <laughs> yeah, because so let's yeah, because they're in the they're the seven seed right now. So they drop to seven and six. Say Pittsburgh wins. That puts Pittsburgh at seven, five, and one. And then Cleveland could get the seven and six. Vegas could get the seven and six. This is must win for Buffalo. Man, the AFC's tight. Yeah. It's AFC's great super tight. It's a great year. Um, that's not that's not a place you want to be. You do not want to be on the road at Tampa in a must win. Correct. Not correct. ideal. But I do love Josh Allen. I do too. But knowing that it's must must win, you know who else knows that it's must win for them? Tom Brady. Exactly. And I'm taking Tom Brady in a clutch spot. I'll take the Bucks to cover the three. Okay. I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy. But I yeah. Backs against the wall, man. Bills Mafia going to show up in Tampa. Although this is really kind of like whose line is it anyway? Because my points don't matter and my units are nothing here. I just literally <laughs> say I'm taking the Bucks minus three, and it means no. Nothing. But I no, but I do. Yeah, I, I would side. Okay, I'll say I, I would side with the Bucks here. Okay, but I do just want to enjoy the game. All right, Sunday night we already covered this. This is going to be teased with the Chiefs, the five and a half point teaser. Yep. Packers by forty. Monday night, Rams at Cardinals, over under 51 and a half. Um, I don't have the spread up on the ticker, but it is Cardinals minus two and a half. They are the favorite at home against the Rams. Rams played pretty decent against the Jaguars. I don't know what the hell that means. Right. Um, but Kyler Murray in his first week back, D-Hop in his first week back, just did Kyler Murray D-Hop stuff yep. and ran the Bears into the ground. Um should be a this should be such a good game. You would think that the Rams can figure it out here, but Arizona's just good, man. I don't understand. I mean, James Conner looks so good and had a nice touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Rams just so much star power, they can't really get it figured out. Daryl Henderson, how healthy is he? Sony Michelle ran well, but they need the Memphis Monster. Um, that's another two headed, two headed back that could be really good if they're both healthy. Yeah. But Sean McVay believes in a bell cow. Yeah. Sean McVay is a very firm believer in a, in a in a bell cow system. So when Henderson's healthy, Henderson takes back the reins. Um, and Sonny Michelle takes back Burnham, probably gets five or six carries a game. Right. Um, so this will be another good game. Probably going to make a player prop on this game. There's a lot of guys to yeah. make bets on in this game. You've got a lot of star power. Um, so, yeah. 
That'd be a good game. Monday night game. I would lean. Well, you said Cardinals are minus two at home. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. I would. I would take those points. Um. I. My thing is is Matthew Stafford's not been protecting the ball well. He did better this week, but he has not been protecting the ball well at all. And one of the things that Stafford's going to find himself in as this season progresses, uh, as we get to the latter half of the uh, of the year here, is that he's going to find himself in games that matter. And he hasn't been there very often on a professional level where he's playing games that really can affect things moving forward. And he's going up against a Cardinals team that some would argue is probably the best team in the, in the league right now. And this yeah. game, this game matters. It, it matters a great deal. Um, Outside of the Massachusetts area. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I said some people, I didn't say it's unanimous, but some people would say that this Arizona team is a legitimate, is a legitimate threat. Uh, that being said, Stafford hasn't been protecting the ball well. And if things get dicey in a hurry and Murray and Hopkins and Connor and, and, and company can put points up and put some fire under, you know, to the heels of, of Stafford and make him throw the ball more and make him try to play catch up, he's been making poor decisions. So it could get out of hand for LA quick, fast, and in a hurry, regardless of star power. Uh, you know, on paper, there's no reason why the Rams should be losing any game, but it's just not, it hasn't, it hasn't gelled the way they want it to. And I don't think they've given them enough time to do so, but even still um, outside of Stafford and Cooper cup, which we knew was going to be a match made in white boy heaven. Um, mm-hmm. It's it, it, there's been some growing pains. He hasn't been protecting the ball. Well, I, I like, I like Kyler Murray to come out and make a statement. Um, if you were going to, if you were going to beat Arizona, you should have done it the last few weeks when they didn't have him there. But he's back now, and they've still managed to keep him fantastic record. I mean, they're going to kick the shit out of LA, I think. But I'll take the uh, I'll I'll have him cover the two points. I've never seen a more criticized team than the Rams, mm-hmm. and they're eight and four. They're great. They're a great I team. Like they're- but they're every week they're scrutinized from top to bottom because so much is expected yeah. when you have a first ballot Hall of Famer at every single level on defense, mm-hmm. starting with Aaron Donald, then Vaughn Miller, and then Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. And then you have Matt Stafford, who has been the quarterback that everybody has said he's a top 10 quarterback. He just played in Detroit. He comes through. And then you have, obviously, Cooper Cup. And you add in Odell, who had a really nice touchdown catch um, yeah. last week. But again, it's against Jacksonville, so I'm right. not gonna we're gonna take that with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It'd be a good game. I'm gonna look at player props. Oh, I don't know. I would like to think the Rams win that game, but I just don't like them enough to bet them because they've just they've let me down in spots that I thought that they were a guarantee. So, a recap. It's two units on the over 43 and a half in the Thursday night football game, Steelers at Vikings. Um, two and a half units at minus 120 odds of a five and a half point teaser of the Chiefs minus three with the Packers minus seven against the Bears. Uh, skipping the Jets game, skipping the Titans Jaguars game. One unit on the Browns minus two and a half. So what's that puts us at three, five and a half. Um, two units. On the Falcons plus three and a half, so that's seven and a half units. Two units on the Cowboys minus four against the Redskins. Uh, one unit on the Lions plus eight 
So that's 10 and a half units, two and a half units on the Chargers minus nine and a half against the Giants and Jake Fromm. Which is a which is a game that you should you should bet units. now. I would bet that now because that line's gonna move. You saying something? Can you not hear me? Uh oh. I lost Dale's audio. Can you hear me now? Mm-mm. Can't hear you. Maybe it's my audio. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Okay. All right. So, anyway, that's 13. And then we are going with – that's it. That's it for the plays for the week. So, that's 13 units up for grabs. Um, but I don't know. We had good week last week, five and one, plus nine and a half units. Um, really good week. So, we're hoping to build on that. Um and I'm really hoping that uh, we can turn this into another nine-unit week. Right. There we go. Now I can hear you. Awesome. Uh, what I was trying to say is is that get on the Chargers line now because as the betting public starts to see that Fromm is getting the start, that line will move. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that line climbs up to like a 13. Yes, 100%. Something like that. So if you can right. get them – at just under two scores at the nine and a half, that's that's the ideal spot. So that's thirteen units on the week. Um, you got any you got any little tidbits for what you guys have going on this week? Oh, you talking about UFC wise? Yeah, you, you, you talking about? Well, I, just, yeah. I didn't want to make sure we're talking about the same thing. So yes, no, I mean, well, I'm on I'm on a football show, and clearly yeah. I don't know I don't know half as much as you do about football, yeah. but I, I know enough. So hopefully, I'm a, I'm a passable idiot when it comes to this. Um, but we've got a pretty decent UFC card this weekend. Um, you got a double title fight. You got the unification, uh, not a unification because there's Charles Oliveira in, with due respect is the undisputed lightweight champ, but most people are viewing him as in, in an interim capacity because Correct. people, mo- the general feel of it was that he was not deserving of the shot um, and was there by proxy, but he beat Michael Chandler. And as the records will show, he is the undisputed lightweight champ of the world, but he is fighting what, or he is fighting who most people believe to be the uncrowned King in Dustin Poirier, um, which will be a banger of a fight. And then you've got, Juliana Pena finally getting her title shot and taking on Amanda Nunez as well. Um, it it should be it should be a good weekend, man. As far as combat sports betting is concerned, uh, as far as those two title fights are, are my initial leanings right now are is, is going to be probably the over in the Nunez fight. And I think uh, if you're going to play the Oliveira side, obviously betting him by submission is the way to go, right? Play the sub prop. Screw money line, screw everything else, just play him by sub because if he's going to win, that's his path to victory. He's never been past three rounds. Dustin Poirier notoriously gets better as the fight goes longer, so he's not going to win the second half of a fight with Dustin Poirier. He's going to have to win the first half of the fight. I don't think he comes out and wins three rounds. I think if he's going to win, it's going to happen in round one or round two, and he's going to do it by sub. That's just really the the easiest, um, fastest, succinct breakdown I can provide for that. I really don't think you're going to see much, much outside of that. I mean, the card's loaded with bangers. Yeah, hundred percent is. Uh, 
Josh Emmett, Dan Ige. The the Emmett Ige fight is 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 unique because if you have if you're looking at Ige, his last outing was one punch. Um, so good luck building off of that to to know where he's at right now. He also just had a kid um superstitiously i first don't dad, like, first time dad first time dad oh my god he's plus money yeah I, I don't i don't i don't like betting on guys that just had kids i don't is, like is, it is mma different than any other sport in the world yes okay because any other sport in the world first time dads you 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 bet every prop you can no, like first... mike conley last year had a kid came out and every single one of his overs, assists, rebounds, points, threes, everything, murdered. No, no, MMA is different. It makes you soft for that first time. For first fight after having a kid, makes you soft. Makes you soft. Okay. Um, that's where I'm, I'm. I'm initially leaning that way. Um, to be fair, this entire card has had you know uh, has had my attention for a while, and there are some plays on here that I really like. Uh, We'll go over a lot of those on our show on Thursday. But initially speaking, as far as just winners and losers for the title fight, I'm on Poirier and Nunez, which is super chalky. But that being said, there's value on Oliveira by submission, and there's value in the over in the uh, Nunez-Pena fight because Pena is going to try like hell to wrestle Amanda Nunez. She has said 100 times over. That's where she has the advantage over her. She knows that she can't throw with her. She knows she can't handle the power. She's openly admitted both. She's going to try to wrestle her. Um, Nunez, historically speaking, has suffered against wrestlers. This is her that, that's her path to victory. Okay. Uh, um, and Kai Car France to pull the upset over. Cook yeah, I'm just going to say I, I want Trey to hear this. I want Trey to hear this. Kai yeah. Conference over Ka- Cody Garbrandt. I, I believe I believe the same. Um, yeah, and then uh, Emmett versus Ige is a banger. You're absolutely right. Jeff Neal Santiago. If Jeff Neal gets to fight, what's going on? He got arrested Thanksgiving Day. Oh, good. Uh, super DUI. He was like 0.2 and then had a gun in the car that was unregistered. All right. So that will be fights. there for fight week. They haven't pulled him yet, but oh, if the fight God. happens, yeah. Is Dana White going to be there? He's got COVID. Uh, no, he's he. after four days, he had two back to back negative tests. Yeah. He got, he, took, in that, he got in that Joe Rogan diet. He 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 literally got on Instagram and credited Rogan for giving him ivermectin and something else, and yep. he literally four days he was done. Okay. So, um, Randy Costa, Tony Kelly is a good banger of a fight. Look at Tony Kelly there. Uh, Costa is the you know put on a, a great fight against Adrian Yanez, but the, one of the telling things in that fight was Randy Costa doesn't like taking punishment. Costa has zero grit in him whatsoever. As soon as Yanez busted him up, he quit. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was that, it was that one little uppercut he hit him with. Yep, and it and broke his nose. saw blood, and he just covered up and just yep. got beat. The, yes, I do remember yeah. that. Tony yeah. Kelly uh, looks like he lives in the fryer at a Waffle House. Um, he is not afraid of a blood and guts fight. So love him in that spot. Uh, Aaron Blanchfield taking on Miranda Maverick is another banger of a women's fight. Blanchfield 1-0. Uh, in the UFC, but this fight is damn near a pick 'em um, as far as odds are concerned. So against a Miranda Maverick, who's been battle tested, uh, which tells you how highly they speak of Blanchfield. So that should, that'll be a good fight too. Um, All right, one last question for you. Yeah. I know you don't want to give away your entire card. What Eric Anders are we going to get? You're going to get you're going to get the one that's going to get fucked up by Andre All right. Muniz. All right, 
Yeah, a- Anders is PFL bound. Yeah, and I like Eric Anders a lot. Um, he was pretty pretty sure he was high when I interviewed him, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, nice guy, nice guy. Um, yeah, he didn't want to talk about his days at Alabama at like at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. He had no interest in talking about that. Also, didn't really want to talk about fighting either. No, he didn't want to really. Talk. It was weird. He didn't. He didn't really want to talk. Yeah, which was which was strange. So, yeah, he didn't. He didn't have much to say about anything. Um, they got Dom Cruz on the card too. Damn, Dom. Yeah, Dominic Cruz as well. Yeah, I mean, again, great, great. It's a great card, top to yeah, bottom. Super. Yeah. Um, Augusto Sakai taking on Tai Tuivasa. Sakai is probably as close to the L word as I would put in, on a heavyweight fight. <laughs> And I love Ty Tuivasa. I love Ty. Sitting at a pick'em. Yeah, I'd take. I'm taking Sakai there, big time. All right, I'm not going to give away the whole thing, but yeah, yeah, don't give away the whole thing. All right, buddy. You got anything else? All right. Um, As always, I mean, listen. There's not a lot of things that I enjoy more than just sitting here and bullshitting. So I appreciate you letting me uh, let me come on recording a day early so we could do it together. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're going to play some Halo. We should go do that. Yeah, let's do that. All right. That's it, guys. Uh, like I said, 13 units on the line this week. Uh, oh, one more thing. Okay. Lock of the weekend. Oh, you said it. You said the word. Army. Minus oh, Army seven. minus seven. Over minus over seven. Navy. Over Navy. Yeah. Ar- yeah, Lock Army it up. Again. Lock God. it up. 15 unit play. Yeah. Over under 82 carries between the two teams. Over. Let's see. The over under on actual points is at 34. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm just gonna take the over. Yeah. I think Army Army can Army's gonna score 35. That's what I'm saying. Army minus yeah. seven and take the over. 15 unit. Let's go. All right, yeah. No, no, but no, no, I wow, okay, yeah. College play. Um yeah, parlay army minus seven and the over. Let's do it. Yeah, it'll be a plus it'll be like what plus two twenty to parlay yeah. the two of them. Smack yeah. it. Yeah, take that. Yeah, army minus seven and Smack. what was it thirty four? 34. Okay. Army minus seven and over 34 points. Boom. Let's get it. I'm in with that. That's one unit. Give me the points. Stamp it. One unit one with unit. a five. One unit with a five after it. 15 unit play. Just one. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go play some Halo. Uh, right. Tyler, hopefully, will be back next week. This whole night shift thing, a little wild, but that's what we've got. A little bit over an hour, but I appreciate you stepping in. I appreciate you joining. And, uh, yeah, you guys will record on Thursday. So for those of you that listen to this on Wednesday, make sure you listen to the Punchless MMA podcast on Friday. Um, if you're free Thursday evening, hop on their YouTube channel, watch the live stream, interact, and uh, we will talk to you guys on Instagram. Good luck and good fortune.